I can talk, Jesus. You can talk? No. Can you talk? Please, Mark. Really can't talk. <laughs> Why not? I've got no brain. Alibi <laughs> uh. Embedders in bits. Welcome to In Bits with Alibi and Bedders from Ideal Noise Studios in London. I'm Matt Alibi. I'm Bedders. How you doing, Mark? I'm all right, mate. Are you? Yeah, just about <laughs> holding on <laughs> for dear life. Well, this one's probably going to be a... Yeah, we're going to ease back in with this one. We've got a great interview. But we'll just have a, a, a reflective, I think, a slightly reflective podcast, this. And then uh, there's going to be a super fun one uh, released in the coming weeks. And then we'll we'll get back into the flow of things. Yeah, I've got to dip our toes in. Let's just have a chat. Um, when this whole lockdown thing happened, right, We had the, I had this romantic ideal, I think, or idea, I should say, that um, there'd be like loads of time to work on music yep. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do loads of podcasts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, obviously it was a, a global event that we couldn't quite process yet because <laughs> yeah. it was... It was about to, the processing had to come weeks later. Well, we knew we had a lot of time on our hands, and well, this is thought... the thing. I thought I had a lot of time on my hands. Actually, the reality of it was, I had way less time than I thought I had. Yeah, because my you... daughter—I had to look after my daughter because my partner had a job and I didn't anymore. Yeah, you—you know? you were a full-time <laughs> dad and just had the evenings. I was a full-time dad, and uh, the evenings forget it because by that point you knackered. I'd, I'd been up since half six, and I'd had a two and a half year old who's uh, she's one you know determined <laughs> lady yeah <laughs> i mean god bless her she's the best i love her but uh at first at least i was thinking we could do more podcasts we we tried to do some video podcasts mm-hmm. and uh that was fine it was an you know an early experiment and yeah. I, I thought we'd have time to do that in the end none of us had time and uh, all the all the mental kind of capacity to do it or the equipment really to make it look yeah, good yeah <laughs> now it's something we're going to get back to i'm sure we'll manage it in the future but yeah then on top of that i actually got covid fucking 19 yeah. are you feeling better i'm all right now thanks yeah i'm chipper you're still doing the old clearing the throat thing yeah well look, <clears throat> don't worry about that <laughs> that'll all clear up at some point i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there's no lasting damage no <laughs> Scar- scarring of the lungs there's a lot of things in those first few few weeks where it was like oh yeah we'll have this we'll do that and I'll, i was thinking oh yeah i'll write a screenplay and i'll <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, yeah well you set me the task of uh none of that happened i'll tell you what I, I managed to do mark literally in those first six weeks probably the biggest achievement was adding 10 more kicks to my keepy uppy game in the garden yeah yeah because yeah. i went out every morning with my daughter to, we had to just get into the exercise when we weren't really allowed to leave the house we had our garden which was a savior and uh, i just had to keep 
rowing busy and I actually just started doing keepy You got really good at keepy uppies. I got pretty good at it. I've yeah. been rubbish all my life. Yeah. And I got pretty good at it. So, yeah, and that, so that all happened. So I got the COVID and then so I thought basically uh, rather than dying, I better give myself the best chance possible. So I gave up the booze. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I like to have a little... You like a little... You like a sherry in the evenings. A sherry in the evenings. Most evenings, you know. Uh, M- most. Take the edge off. Yeah. Uh, so I gave up that, and then I, the the vaping. You know, I've been a vapist since I gave up smoking, which is how long? <clears throat> Ten years ago, something yeah. like that. So I thought, well, I'll give that up as well. So I stopped everything at once, <clears throat> and had COVID, and had COVID. Then it got really real, Mark. I've got to say, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, there's a lot of fascinating things I think to to come out of it. We almost got back to this kind of tribal way of life. If you think yeah. about it, we were cutting our own fucking hair. Yep. Well, you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah you did got it really well. You, got, it you got the trance mullet. That's something that you'd never even think of doing. No. I didn't have any business anymore. Okay. So mm. the noise of business stopped. And then it was like, I was very stressed about that. But once the stress of that was relieved, because it was like, well, I can't do anything about it. So fuck it. I've just maybe lost the business. So once that noise had gone, and then once the noise of the news had gone, because I decided to just stop watching the news. Mm. Uh, the noise of like, uh, you know, your latent yeah. alcoholism <laughs> had gone because I'd yeah. stopped drinking. There was no uh, nicotine to keep me going. There was no, like all of that was... All of your vices. Everything had disappeared, but not only that, you know, like the stress of work and everything else. So, And the stress of London, a big city, mm. that noise. That can you imagine all these distractions well, yeah. there? Every day, every minute of your life. So all that went away. And w- what was left, uh, it was interesting and also terrifying. Yep. <laughs> You're faced with yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's that thing. It's like doing ayahuasca or something. Yeah. It's like literally was like that, you know, uh, but without doing any drugs. That's the thing. It, you, you you were left with that kind of feeling of, of this disassociation of, say, this, the ego and the world around you, but without being on psychedelics. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I realised for the first time, probably in my life, that was the situation I was in. Yeah, you, you, you literally left to, like, your own thoughts. I think I've learned a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to learn out of it. And with parenting as well, it's kind of, you, I guess, it, for me, I, I, I definitely feel like I've... Well, that was the saviour, really. Yeah, for me, I, I've least. definitely become a better parent, I think. I, I definitely had the yeah, wonderful bonding experience with my daughter because I, there was there was there was no other option there was no nursery anymore mm. or anything so you had to I had to just become a parent a uh, proper parent who looks after full all time long. Re- a real fascinating scenario and also like a, a reflective time for me yeah. and uh let's face it th- this this podcast is uh it, it's never going to be fully just reflective and uh, and zen and spiritual no it's always going <laughs> to it's gonna, yeah. It's a, but it's nice to at least uh, come back to that kind of center a little bit. Yeah, and actually realize what you know us having these conversations are, and this podcast is all about because it was sort of uh, not fighting against, but adding to that vibe of okay, let's think about self and consciousness and all that kind of mm. gear, which is you know, it, of course, it's massively important, but we also exist in a kind of form based reality, so. It's about 
now balancing those two things. Yep. And, it, it, you know, you're, you're only going to be happy if you're able to balance those two things. You're only going to be happy if you're able to get rid of all the noise, all the distractions, and be happy with yourself. Yep. And then you can be happy with this kind of form-based reality, which we all love. Yeah. Um, we get to take the piss out of each other and fucking uh, go and have a pint in the pub and, you know, go and watch the footy. Yeah, as long as you're happy without all the other distractions that you normally have. Yeah, now, that's a journey that, you know, it's going to take a long time to get to. And I've realised that I'm going to have to go back to that spot that's terrifying at some point in my life. Uh, But fascinating to be forced to go there. Um, Yeah, literally no choice. Because, you know, if you think about it, you've not really had to do that. If you, you know... Never. Because you're, from the time when you grow up... Uh, your parents are your focus. Okay, yep. it's not you. It's, you, it's your parents. You're not the focus. Then then it's your friends. Then it's uh, on from that, maybe college or uni or college. studying or then job. Then some booze, maybe some drugs. Yep. Wanting to get lost in this, lost in that. Focus on this, focus on that. Career. There's not a single point I've realised through my entire life where I had to sit with myself. Yeah, I, exactly Apart the same. From Okay, you might have done a yoga retreat or you might have done some psychedelics, but if you do that, you still you still come back to yourself, yeah. your form-based reality afterwards. There's not this extended period of time where yep. you have to sit yeah, in I've, this very visceral scenario. I've, I've, I've struggled like, with it at times. It's been full power. <laughs> it has, yeah. I mean, I think we should talk about it. It's something worth talking about before we get into the sort of silly stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that my uh, WhatsApp thing going? Yeah. yeah. That was Regan just beeping me on the WhatsApp. Coming up after this uh, slightly reflective intro to uh, the show, which you're not normally used to hearing, uh, we've got our most fantastic interview with uh, Regan. We thought it'd be of Nano Records, of course, and we thought it'd be a really great first-rate person to have back on the, on the first show. Um, just to talk about, um, you know, the current situation and what artists are doing, what uh, record labels are doing, and what what the mu- music scene or the trance scene or whatever it is you're involved in is doing, and maybe what the future of that is. He's um, so well placed to do it. Yeah, because that's all he's been thinking about the yeah. whole time. Uh, and you know, he's a clever boy and he's a lovely lad. That's a great interview, and it's a great interview as well. And uh, anything else to add, Mark? No. Nope. <laughs> I've forgotten how to talk. Yeah, yeah. Look, that, that's why we did this show to come back because uh, we're going to have to ease back into it. Yeah. Mark's forgotten how to talk. <laughs> literally forgotten how to talk. Literally, yeah. there's brain matter dribbling out of his ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just so you know, we've got uh, another podcast coming up soon, which was a lost pod, which is, we did just before the. Well, actually, way before we did it last like, year. Yeah, November. And we were drunk out of our minds, and it is, it's is—it's going to be hilarious, and it's just <laughs> classic Alibi and Bedders nonsense. Yeah. But this one is a nice reflective, let's all just get back together, talk about the music scene, where it's all going, what we're all doing, how we're getting through this, how we're going to get through this, and we are going to get through this, and we're going to so. get through it together. Yeah? All right, let's crack on. Let's play a track before we hear Regan. What are we going to play, Mark? We are going to play a rolling little number called Trigger by an artist called Hijacks. Uh, This was out in March this year. So put your mask on and take your top off. Mm -hmm. 
Now, of course, the message is stay at home. Don't stay at home. Try to get out to work. Don't go to work. Keep your distance from other people, but, you know, talk to each other and get close to each other. Listen to Albion Bedders. Don't listen to Albion Bedders. That, that's the message. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Head Honcho of one of the world's most popular and loved Psytrance record labels. It's Nano Records, which has been running for almost 20 years, is that right? 20 years this year. 20 Yay. years this year. He's also head organiser of the Origin Festival in South Africa and was instrumental in running the amazing Origin stage at the legendary Glade Festival. A gentleman, a father, and a father figure. International purveyor of psychedelic trance music, or as I like to call him, Boss. It's Regan, everybody. Woo! Hey! I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm on the show. Yeah. You made it. You made it's it. The dream come true. <laughs> you made the cut, boss. Yeah. <laughs> I made the cut. How's it going, mate? I know we're. Thanks for joining us because I know your schedule is mental today. What's actually happening today? What have you got going on? Um, well, just setting up some streams for Unite. You know, when everything started yes. to go tits up. Uh, Michael Emok from Iboga got hold of me and he had this idea about getting a group of people together and sharing our resources and our networks. And so we started with, and that was how the Unite was born. So that's been going, I think it's on 16th week now. Wow, cool. Um, and the plan is probably when everything blows over eventually one day, we'll uh, probably keep it going, but maybe not at the same rate. Yeah. Uh, maybe once a month. We'll see how it goes. Keep but, it going, so, but dial it back a little, maybe. Yeah, and, dial it back a whole lot. I and, think, but yeah. it'll, it'll still be there as, a, as some, like a shared kind of way of expressing our culture and sharing it through loads of channels. It's uh, amazing to see the reach you've got with it. So anyway, that's one of the things I'm busy with. And I was... Uh, I was chatting to a promoter overseas uh, just about how we can do some combine some streaming and events and that. I don't want to go too much into it, give the game away, but we were, we're yeah, so that was well, an uh, hour this morning okay. that was unintended. Well, that, I mean, that, I mean, might as well just talk about that now then. Like, where yeah. do you see, like, this this situation that we've, we've all got ourselves, or someone got us into by eating a bat at least. Yep. Um, yeah. I can't possibly see personally like large events happening as normal again until let's say there's a vaccine yeah. or something. But I'm yeah. sure there's more intelligent people than me working on this situation. So, you know, even if that's not going to happen, where, where do you see the kind of fors- for the foreseeable future? And what are you advising your sort of artists about this sort of situation? It's, I mean, it's impossible. It's changing day by day. Yeah. From day one, we've had artists messaging us. When's it going to be over? What do you think? I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Yeah. Our crystal ball, yeah. we have a crystal ball. It's not very big and it doesn't see that far into the future. So yeah. uh, it's it's anyone's guess. Obviously, there are a lot of people discussing. We have been discussing it with various promoters around the world. Um, I know Boom Festival are planning something in the next week or two that's going to be really interesting uh, online kind of discussions about this as well. They, you know, obviously we've seen the whole streaming thing, everyone at their homes getting kind of fed music that way. I think the next step is going to be when we can gather um, in certain amounts of people, you might, you're going to find maybe streaming to larger groups. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's and, and we we spoke about this for years. You know, we've all discussed it somewhere mm. behind a stage one day. Oh, imagine one day we won't even mm. be traveling to the gigs. Yeah. Uh, but that'll suck because you want to be there for the crowd and, um, you know, I know certainly for myself and you know that's... most DJs when you're at the gig you're reading the crowd. So yeah. to play yeah. to a crowd across the world. It's tricky unless there's some kind of feedback loop. But, there's, you know, there's multiple issues with that, isn't it? I think the te- yeah. the technology is just not. We weren't ready for that because the technology is just not there yet in terms of a virtual gig or a virtual festival. Because yeah, the, I think it's. I mean, it's close. I think it's pretty. I mean, you can probably get away with a lot. But the, the, a part, the thing that I'm thinking about is part of it is the experience of like. Uh, friends and hanging out with friends and the journey mm. to the gig and after and all of that yes. kind of stuff as well. That that bit well, needs I kind think, of figuring out. But I suppose yes, virtual yes. worlds are being created and you'll be able to see possibly your friend there in the yeah. future and all that kind of stuff. There is, there, there is, yeah. There's, I've also, I've had, I have had a lot of calls from promoters of various kinds, not just side trials promoters, friends who are promoters in other festivals around the world and that. And people coming with ideas about technology and and those kind of things, yeah. you know, VR, this, and there's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of things. I haven't seen anything work super well yet. No. Um, I, so I think you know, we, it's we're going to see even from where we are now till a week from now till a month from now, there's going to be solution or new ideas. Yeah, not necessarily mm-hmm. solutions, but new ideas popping up. Yeah, people are trying them. You got to look um, for the opportunities. Something basically. will come along. But we just, you know, it, it's also been a case of everyone kind of thought. I mean, I've been joking with my brother. Hmm. He moved to the UK recently, last year. Gareth? Yeah. Did he really? Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, great. He moved last April. Oh, and wow. uh, of the commercial hippies fan. Shout so out to Gareth. He... I'll, I can't wait. I'll see you soon, mate, hopefully. Well, he's stuck in South Africa. He has a story. Basically, he, oh, moved, okay. he moved here. Uh, we were sitting here beginning of the year. He was in between places. So we thought, okay, cool. Six weeks is all going to blow over. Yeah. Nope. He's now there for six months. And yeah. at this point, he's not getting back till September. So, and that was, you know, March. So we've all been looking at the, I think a lot of us have also been like, okay, we'll just wait for this to blow over. We'll do some free streams in the meantime. Yeah. And keep the name out hmm. there and we'll do a bit of this. And, uh, I no just, one wants anyone. I just noticed <laughs> yeah. the, other, the other day that I'm, uh, I'm booked for an event that I didn't even know about. <laughs> I'm on a lineup for an event in August that got moved from June. Um, and nobody even contacted me about it. I just found it on the internet. You so s- I don't. You saw the lineup. I just saw the lineup, man. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm on it. So no one oh, still August. no August. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. It was either the Hungry one or the the Germany event. But one of them moved to to August. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm playing it. I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't know what they they were thinking. Hopefully, they just keep selling tickets, and hopefully, it'll all blow over, and by August, it'll yeah. be cool. I don't know, I but um, the, I don't, can't imagine anyone's buying tickets right now. Anyway. I can't no. imagine that's happening. I mean, what, what, I'd like to ask also: What have you noticed? What's the kind of feeling from the artists in terms of um, are people generally wanting to hold on to music a little bit more? Because obviously, that's how we earn money is from mm. gigs. So. Releasing yeah. music almost feels like crazy right now if there's no way to earn money from it. So Yeah, it, it, you know, as as we went into lockdown, I kind of went on Instagram and made this whole post, don't worry, we're going to keep the music going. And I was um, I ripped off about that by some of my friends. But, but it was it was good. It was, you know, I think people needed to hear that. It was good to hear that the world wasn't going to stop. Yeah. We stopped. We not haven't released anything in July. Right. Hmm. Um, and that was just because I needed 
a bit of time to just refocus on things and rejiggle things and working on some new ideas and just mm. with that constant pressure of getting the next release ready, the next release ready. It's just I don't have the mental space to yeah. work on the bigger plan. So I just thought, let's, normally we take August off for festivals anyway. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so usually like, uh, some, yeah. summer is a quieter period for Yeah, for so we'd normally anyway. release kind of halfway through July and then take August off. So I thought, let's just leave July. We might actually start up again in August already because now right, cool. it's fine. Some guy, no, a lot of artists have struggled with writing music. Yes. Just because mm -hmm. of the corona fog. There's just this, yes. you know, what's going on in the world. It's, it's, not a, it's not a very inspiring time. Some artists, a few, have just locked themselves away and cracked on with it and have been really successful in finishing music. Mm. But I would say that's like 10%. Yeah. 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 Now, whether or not we should or we shouldn't be releasing music just like it's there's, I think no, we should there's be. no answers fully, there's no though, answers there? and and you also you don't want to be the artist that when things do start up no one's heard from you from yeah for however long yeah um and i've also i have told artists that you know there's there's not a panic beforehand we kind of had a schedule like okay we need to get stuff out we need to get stuff out keep your name alive keep people like djs playing your music now it's like well let the back catalog do the work. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, there's yeah. lots, lots of streams going on. Like, just try to do like one, one, like choice stream or set, like every six weeks or so, or every two, once every two months, so that people see it. I mean, certainly with the platform we've got with Unite, there's no better way to kind of promote right now, just to get an artist heard. So, where can people find that Unite? Oh, that's. I mean, basically every weekend. Um, we took one weekend off. We might probably take a, another one off soon again. But it's either through the Nano channels on yeah. Facebook or uh, YouTube. But to all the partners, so the partners are like, I mean, there's loads of partners, including obviously Boga, Trans Central, DM7, Spin Twist, Tesseract. Um, I'm going to forget a whole bunch now. Um, boom. Yeah. Um, and so all the ever, and, that small and organization, others. that little, yeah, little, yeah. little festival. And, uh, <laughs> um, FM bookings. And yeah, there's a whole bunch. And it, and it changes every week as well. We add um, other people, season bookings as well in Brazil. And um, depending on which artists are playing, those artist pages also get used. So there's, the stream goes up. And then it's it's on the on the on YouTube thereafter as well. So it's, it's a great resource and um, that's been left behind. So of this period, people can go back and there's, there's all kinds of artists on there. So it's great. When lockdown kicked in, I remember it would have been an email you would have got. Yes, I was going to mention it. I was going to mention. I actually appreciated that email a lot. I mean, it was very. Okay. It felt I think very. I did like two two. I meant to kind of. I did like one, and then the next thing, I did another big yeah, one yeah, to yeah. all the artists. I was going to do another one. There, I was like, I think I kind of got lost. In uh, no, it was, you know, but... I appreciated it because it felt quite calming, and it felt you know, it, even though. At the time, the last thing I could think about was music because I had to think about what was happening with my kid and, yeah. uh, you know, who, who's yeah. going to take care of that and how I was going to pay the rent directly and yeah. am I going to lose the studio and all of that. But yeah, it, it still felt that. very, very calming, that email. So I appreciated it a lot. I thought it was really great. great. Yeah, I thought I just kind of needed... We had a lot of, like, our artists getting hold of us, like I said, asking yeah, about yeah, the yeah. ball. And, and then I just kind of thought, well, it's a good time to just... If you, if you can make the mental space to get creative at the same time, also just hold back. None of us know what's going on. So like, yeah, now, and, and I've, it's a mantra I've been using. It's actually, 
it's taught me a lot about myself and my lifestyle in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Because I've just been on this mantra of use what you got, mm. use what you have. And um, it doesn't help that I get in every day and there's summer sales now from various plug-in companies, mm. get this, get that. It's like, actually, I don't need another compressor. No. And, you know, and I've got enough. And I've got I enough do. You send it to me. I always need <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. You always, you, this is the thing you call it. I want it. The thing but, is, what I think what I'm going to talk a bit about in the podcast is just the kind of, you know, when all those sort of systems and the, that noise that we're used to sort of dies away, then you're left with a certain amount of stuff that you've got to look at more deeply. And that's what's yeah. been fascinating about this whole kind of process, you know. So th there's been a lot to learn there through that, you know. I mean, you, you've just been cranking it out. Your work rate's been phenomenal since I've met you. It's been quite, quite incredible. Yeah, I kind of add too much to my plate. I've always done that. But, but, that, I, 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 but it's you, to the detriment of my own music, though. But, you know, you've been a, but also, to, I think, to, uh, you know, uh, that's helped a lot of other people. That's been the... the totally. You know, I get off on helping people more than anything. Yeah. I know and it, myself. Yeah, and... and yeah fucking hell does this any scene needs people like that like you know so yeah you know it's you know, that's fine <laughs> uh, uh, but more I, leaders it, it it puts you in a position you know to answer which is why we wanted you we wanted to talk to you about this obviously this kind of situation and also like um just sort of the side trance i think the scene in general in terms of like the way it's splintered you know even before this sort of situation when I saw, because I got disillusioned for a little while, I've had my sort of love-hate sort of relationship with that, and and sort of the the way that the, the music kind of splintered off and became, I don't know. There's been attempts, obviously, to make it more commercial here or there or whatever. It, it, because for me, it was always it had uh, a certain hypnotic feeling to it, which is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And it had that kind of okay psychedelic. You could call it spiritual, whatever. I always like to relate all of that kind of feeling back to science in some way, but there's certainly some, you know, mysterious thing that we're... Mystical. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could call it mystical, whatever it yeah. is, but it's that thing yeah. that reminds us that it's there um, and that we are sort of, you know, we're, we're part of the world, but we're not necessarily of it. There's, there's another way to look at things. So that was what fascinated me about the scene always. And, um, you know, do you, do you still think it's got a part to play in that kind of... Um, that existence, you know that. I think. I mean, I definitely think so. Because it's become a biz, big, big business, hasn't it? Since we first met each other, yeah, for example, you totally, know, like, it's it's totally. gone from this cute little party scene, you yeah. know, to this big business. So I'd like to, you know, I think there was probably sort of yeah, there was that. probably big big business uh, around. Well, there was you know some degree of bigger business in what we were doing. When we started, but as we've grown, we've kind of got closer and closer to it. And um, and obviously, there is other elements of big business that have come along. There are artists that have really crossed over from the scene into the EDM scene. Yeah. Um, and that scene's got nothing to do with our psychedelic scene. Yeah. It's mm. it's you know it's a yeah sure on somewhere like Beatport, it's classed as the same music, but you'd hardly not really mm. mix one of our tracks or well, Trist, say Tristan's tracks with one of those, but yeah. like <laughs> mention uh, no names, yeah, mention no names. No yeah. names. <laughs> but then there's, but then there's, you know, the artists there that, that, you know, he's worked with for instance. So, and so, and so there is a, you know, there is a cross pollination and I think it's a cool way of, um, certainly introducing people to the music, yeah. which might pull them in deeper into the, the scene yeah. and ultimately get them onto an outdoor dance floor. That's got a solid, you know, 
solid psychedelic vibe going on it as yeah. opposed to microphones and flashes and that kind of thing. We have so, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte DeWitt, the techno uh, DJ, has been playing Psytrance. Has she? Uh, yeah. Is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. slowed down to 125? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, she, like, she randomly will drop in a Psytrance. Oh, wicked. Uh, That's good to know. Nina Kravitz says as well. Yeah, because I dropped... Nina Kravitz. Nina Kravitz. Oh, Nina Kravitz. I was going to say Lenny Kravitz. I mean... Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. know. How could he do that? It's good to know, because I've been I've been dropping techno into Psytrance since 1997, and I people used to get really annoyed with... They still do, actually. Uh, so it's good that they're doing it the other way around yeah. now. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it. I, I've got no. I've got no ill will about the the sort of commercialization of the city. It is what it is. If there's a market yeah. there for it, fine. If someone enjoys it, fine. But I just. Yeah, I sometimes wonder whether it. The sort of you know, Psytrance still has a kind of you know holds a sort of legitimate uh, place as, as something that could be considered you know like a. a whatever a, a spiritual you know journey or or is it just yeah. a, is it just I, a I holiday it, is it just a entertainment it, system it, now it, you know? it, it can be whatever you want it to be you know if you want it i think it does more so than other genres it obviously has that kind of obviously that's the that essence of coming from goa and india and all that the iconography that goes along mm. with a lot of it's the got a history and, yeah yeah and the and the visual you know the a lot of the visionary art that it kind of combines with um this and obviously just the name and the name psychedelic psychedelic is a in general yeah. is, a, is a lifestyle is about opening up to other things mm. you know so um it's yeah the key i suppose is still in the name i think it's still there uh whether or not people want to be taking psychedelics or living a super psychedelic lifestyle or not it's it's even just a kind of vague consciousness of um what it means to be psychedelic you know uh i see it at our own events i see it at uh origin all the time i've seen it over years i've seen kids arrive there awesome thing over a couple of years where you've seen kids arrive from rough neighborhoods kept sideways <laughs> hip-hop vibes some of them and admittedly some of them who have come from gang lifestyles and who've like you see them a year later and they've got they were you know they've got dreadlocks tie-dye top on baggy tie pants their life's changed yeah you know, they've seen it in a different way, and that's from the music. So it's, and that's happening all around the world still. You yeah. know, it, it depends on, and that's where that commercialization of things comes in. Also, the image that and what is portrayed, like what the promoter and what the organization and what the yes. artists, what they're pushing through. The samples are sometimes I go nuts with some of the ridiculous samples, yeah. like vocal samples artists put in there. Like, yeah. What are you thinking? You've got people. Yeah. Hopefully, and in it, like in this open-minded space on a dance floor, having a great yes. time, you're putting out some yeah. kind of negative or just something that just refers back to like the most commercial part of our world. Mm. I agree. Where you could be taking them into this consciousness about you have a great responsibility, essentially. Yeah, you and, do. And and I think uh, it worries me sometimes. No, it doesn't worry me. I just I, I think about it sometimes. Like some some of the people that might be uh, have the opportunity to to. Uh, to take on that kind of responsibility might not have been through enough, uh, you know, of, of, of a world history or a psychedelic yeah. experience to actually, ex yes. you know, to, to take it on in the, in, in the right way, um, perhaps. But um, that's true. You know, it is it's, what it is. Yeah, but I think that's what you need. And, then, you know, everyone's got their part to play. There's some people who are just going to look at it. This is a dance form, dance music form they like, and they're going to try and milk it and 
do whatever they can and good luck to them. Like, you can't say it's wrong. That's the, you know, it's up to them yeah. to do it. But I think ultimately, hopefully, you know, there's a lot of artists that have come into this scene because of exactly what we're talking about. They've had that experience in the dance floor. They want to recreate that yeah. for someone else and be part of that process and push out those vibes. And you're, you know, that's why I think you'll find there's some artists particularly who are really stand out because they're just pushing out this positive yeah, vibe fresh. the whole time in their interviews, in their Instagram, their socials, whatever it is. And then when you hear the music, you hear that. Yeah. You know? They're not mm-hmm. trying to mess you up with it. They're not trying to freak you out. And don't get me wrong, I'm not poo-pooing any of the, the darker stuff as well. I think that's, you know, dark and light. It's it's all part of the same thing. But, so, yeah. You know, it all has to exist for it all, but it's more yeah. about making sure it's it's right for the time and right people taking people pushing people to the right place to think about the right things, not just throw away culture, you know. Oh, Alibi and Bedders. That was part one of the interview with. Regan, it's quite a long interview this, and we just thought let's just let it roll. Let's have a chat in between, and uh, we'll get back to the second part of the Regan interview um, after this. I was just thinking about irresponsible parenting, <laughs> which I've been experiencing, <laughs> yeah. because obviously I had a lot more time with my daughter recently, yeah, yeah. and I've had to take her to the park every day or find things to do, and like it's quite hard actually when you you have your kid every day. It's like you need different things to do every day. So you really struggle for that because you've got to take them out for their required exercise time and wear them down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, massively. I, I really struggled coming up with stuff <clears throat> for my son. But like On a very basic level, like the school next door to us, which is like a big private school that owns loads of grounds, they mm-hmm. opened up their grounds just for the public during this whole lockdown. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're not using it, so just use it like as a public playing field. So I, on a, you know, if I wasn't taking her to a park, I'd just take her there and we'd just try and invent games. Yeah. And you know, but I did realize how slack had become and slightly irresponsible um, <laughs> with some of those games. Like, one of like, because I'll just go along with it, Mark. Like, whatever she says to me, like, this will be a great game, Daddy. Yeah, you just go with it. Yeah, I just kind of go with it. And I'm see like, where okay, it goes. Let's, yeah, let's do that game then. Yeah. And one of the games was let's throw a stick at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so she just picked up this stick, which was half her size, and just started throwing it at me. I was like, yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, so I started <laughs> throwing it back. Uh, you know, and that all went fine. Yeah. You know, until it clipped her on the side of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought at that moment, yeah, I could have taken her eye out with that. Yeah. That's not a good game. Poor little Rowan. That's very irresponsible. <laughs> I, you know, other things, what I've been trying to do, teach her football, you know, I mentioned keepy uppies. Yeah, you, you got a new record. She's brilliant, Mark. She's got, she's right and left foot. She yeah. can dribble with the ball. She's actually, I'm really quite excited. I might have a footballer what on What are you hoping hand. for, midfield? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe midfield. Box maybe, to box? Yeah. Maybe a Rooney kind of role. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. She'll shoot from outside the she's box. She's really good, but I tell you what, she's fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> she'll play it for five minutes, then she'll get bored. Oh, I bet you're furious at that. I'm furious, yeah. mate. I mean, she's two and a half. I should probably give her a break. So I've been playing football with her in this field anyway, taking football out there and... Uh, yeah, so she'd be out like 50 metres away or something like that. And I'd just start pitching like David Decaia style <laughs> kicks at her. Full power. Like just full power ones. Just thinking it'll go somewhere nearer. Nope. But actually sometimes getting very close to hitting yeah. her, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, also that uh, something that annoyed me that I've noticed, Mark, um, which is maybe not irresponsible. It's irresponsible to get angry at it, but I've noticed that when two worlds of toys are blended together, I get Chaos. very frustrated. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. So your your uh, your sort of OCD kicks in. So if the doll's house is mixed with, say, Peppa Pig Lego, furious. I'm furious. Yeah, I'm really yeah. angry. I'm not angry, but I'm frustrated. Yeah. There's some sort of OCD thing there, I think. And it, also, like, you understand the scale is wrong. I can't deal with that. No, like the scale of like a, a she's got like um, a toy truck, for example. And playing that with like a Peppa Pig Lego, yeah, or a a, a, a dolly which is like you know a foot long. <laughs> you, you can't handle I a, do- a doll handle. on a on a Lego truck. <laughs> I cannot handle this. It's the wrong size. It's the wrong scale. <laughs> you know, Chewbacca should not be <laughs> no in a dollhouse. In a doll's house, that's four times the size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's irresponsible, but yeah, it's definitely making me angry. It's a frustration. It's a frustration. Yeah. And, you know, during these times of frustrations, Mark, that's one of the main ones. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get through it, mate. We'll get through it. Let's let's get through this podcast and get back to Regan. Let's do it. It's much more interesting than this dribble. <laughs> uh, shall we play a track first? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, let's play a tune and we'll get back to the second interview, uh, second part of the interview with the wonderful Regan mm. from Nano Records. Uh, what track are we going to play? We are going to play a track from Wild Times, compiled by DJ Beardy on Wild Things Records. And this track is by Hyperdreen, and it's entitled Rant Over. I'm scared!
what came first, the, the shitty music or the shitty drugs? On a Zoom rave with my girlfriend Jane and about 20 other mates. Say hello, Jane. Hiya. My mate Simon's passed out. He's four windows down and two to the right on the Zoom window. I just double dropped. I'm coming up like a bastard. Actually, I'm not in a club. There's no chill out area. Can I have a massage in the kitchen, please, Jane? Um, the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the hard-hitting questions. Good, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, as we're talking about music, before we get there, mm. is there like a, a new sound or a new act or something like that that's recently that you've sort of got excited about, like in the last, whatever, six months or the last year? Or a something? Sound? Yeah, or so, Yeah, something coming up um, that you've heard that sort of tweaked your interest. What, what has been interesting, actually, we've done this Kilowatts remixes competition. We had... 500 people submit remixes. Wow. It's, and it's taken us a hell of a long time to go through them, a bit longer than we had hoped and expected. Also, again, the corona cloud, it's been a bit uh, tough to get everyone lined up on the same page. Someone's listening to them and then someone hasn't got to them. And uh, But we're pretty much there now. It's been interesting to see what's out there. There's a lot of artists. I mean, yeah, 500 artists. A lot of, of rubbish. And then, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of stuff that just, you know, they uh, really should have probably waited another year or two before submitting something. But good on them for trying. Of course, but, def- but it shows that people submit. are, you know, keen. But there was uh, some really interesting remixes, and um, oh, that's good. Well, that's something yeah, to look forward to. Like, then maybe about ten. There's probably only about ten artists I'd heard of. Wow, out okay. of those five hundred. So, uh, Regan, from 20 years of touring and running a label, um, if you were asked for just one anecdote, uh, be it hilarious, disgusting... We always do this with every interview. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, or even terrifying. Uh, we always want a juicy story yeah. or something fun. If, if you had a gun pointed to your head and told one, one anecdote, maybe, maybe... No need for the gun. No need for the gun, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's kind of funny or awkward, but my mind's kind of drifted towards, and I think it's because we're talking about the whole mystical or that kind of thing, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah. I was playing in the trance sky, which is up the East coast of South Africa. Um, two, like I think I played like eight hours the first night and I played like another eight or nine hours the second night party of about a hundred people 
rural South Africa, um, overlooking a river coast over there, beautiful Transkei Wild Coast. And I played a track that was really big at the time, which we had a um, Native American uh, First Nations chant in it. And this is around sunrise. And at that time, as I was playing it, it was kind of probably must be like nine in the morning or something. So the local villages, Koza uh, people, they had woken up and there were all these mothers with their children kind of up on the hill. And I just remember playing this track to like these 50 freaky hippies down in front of me. And then on the hills, all these people from the village just started getting into this chant. They, it was just, so it was amazing to awesome. see that kind of cultural connection between this and the First Nations tribe in America and in this First Nations tribe in South Africa and how it just instantly just got everyone moving. And then everyone in front of me was moving to it as well. And that's what I like about Cytrance. Yeah. It's a global, you know, that global tribal angle to it all. And I, I, I'm constantly thinking yeah. of that. I can see it like it was yesterday, that moment, just where everyone suddenly the hills just started shaking around me. It sounds it like amazing. a movie. Yeah. I can it sounds People amazing. Just, just, everything, yeah. just, everything just started moving. Everyone just started moving. I was like, <clears> and That's we phenomenal. were all one. It was this connection. It was, you know, across the ocean, everything. And I felt that. And you get that moment on dance floors, you know, and that's what you, you're chasing is that kind of, why it's great to go somewhere like yes. Azora or Boom, these big festivals, eclipse festivals, with people coming from all over the world. And you get that tribal yeah. sort of And you just know. meet everyone from countries mm. you've never heard of. You thought you knew everything mm. and then you realize, you know, you, and so I, I, that's always been a moment that's really rung true for me, you know? Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. So that, 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 that's, on, that's on a beautiful note. On, <laughs> on other notes, uh, Maybe last boom, I, I drank too much while I was playing, and nice. And kind of <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it was. It was not. It was. That was. I mean, it's great. It, it, yeah. I, I learned so much from that set because I think I'd been. I hadn't drank anything the whole day. I was like, right, I'm playing. It's boom. I'm going to be on the case. Yeah. Just an hour before I started playing, I thought, like, you know what? I'll have one drink now. Yeah. Nice. Just keep the nerves yeah. at bay. Yeah. So I do it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, dropped my guard half an hour in, overconfident, mm. went to press Q on mm. the track I was going to bring in, hit Q on the track that was playing, yeah, with my headphones yeah. on, could still Brutal. hear the track playing, Ooh. and just heard this roar oh, from the crowd shit. that nearly knocked me out, like, off my feet. <laughs> Realized what I'd done. I was like, okay, mistakes happen, I'm a human. And it'll happen again. I always say to any course, DJ, yep. when you make a mistake, I was like, don't worry, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Because... You know, invariably a year down the line, you're going to do the same thing. Did, somewhere. did you? Did you manage to keep and going? Started drinking. Oh, after okay. Because that, that it wasn't. I wasn't drunk when that happened. I was oh, like, right. okay. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was only after. So I was like, oh my god, now I'm, I was, my nerves. I was gone. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, right. So you know, I just had a little bottle there, and I kind of just kept having sips, just trying to calm the nerves, and it was, and it was great. And I was feeling strong, and the rest of the set was strong, and I was super happy with it. But the minute it finished, my adrenaline just went. Oh. And it just everything that was holding me up just kind of let me loose. And I remember trying to pack my bag up. Alex EVP was playing, and I was kind of I literally fell <laughs> into my bag head first. <laughs> and the next morning, I could hardly like I couldn't remember that walk back from the stage to the camp. And I was like, you know what? I mean, that's so still it's funny like, how you learn. It, 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 it's a great story, but it, it, even like from my in my book, that was still like very well handled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. only forgetting the way 
from the stage back to the tent yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and nothing else. That's pretty good going. Yeah. You know? No, that's yeah. good. No, we've, we've certainly got stories from some of our artists who have arrived in countries after a gig, arrived home, being arrested on the flight, not showing what they did on the plane. Sure. And, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not going to mention Standard. names. And, sure. You know, so, so uh, yeah, I, I've, I haven't got... Because it's, too because it's related like as well. Do you remember our, our beloved uh, boy, Anselm? When he, he, he had a similar incident on the, uh, we've all, we've all done it. Yep. And we've all yep. done it. And like, we will continue to do it as Regan yeah. said. Um, but it was back in the day and it was on the origin stage. I remember quite clearly. I think it was the first festival that I went to, which was either the first Glade or the second Glade um, or the first Glade festival I went to, yeah. I should say. Um, and he was playing. Unfortunately, it was back in the day when the CDJs flipped up. You know, oh, so if you yeah, the you real hit the eject school. button, which yeah. he did during his yeah. set, and there was, it stopped, and then there was a pause, wasn't there? And then and then it goes doing, <laughs> the lid just flips up. <laughs> so there was no way you could style it out. There was no way yeah, you could yeah. say do that sort of embarrassed. What's going yeah. on with the sound system, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Because that lid had just set the whole story, you know. Like, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. I love that standard pro uh, procedure. You take it more personally than anyone else. Oh my god! Of course. The crowd, like, they get it. Thirty seconds later, the crowd's like, "Cool, whatever, oh, let's go." Yeah, yeah. Like, my legs. I've went. got an hour and a half. Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're 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 gonna let you go in a minute, mate. We've got a um, we got a quick fire round. Quick fire. A fun oh, yeah. quick fire round about the nano roster. Answer okay. as honest as you like. Oh, we could always take it out. Afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys live over in the west of England. A lot of a lot of the Nano roster. A lot of the Nano yeah. crew seem yes. to. Have, it's it's some village called Nanonia or something. You've you've, you've <laughs> found this little spot over in the uh, Nano Shire. Nano Shire, yeah. yeah. You know, out of that, I guess, out of the entire Nano roster, not out of um, uh, just that group of people. But you you must have got to know each other quite uh, personally as well, as you're all kind of living in a similar yeah. sort of area yeah, and stuff. We're all pretty got tight. to hang out a bit more and stuff like. Yes. Okay, yeah. so uh, who is the biggest diva? Well, there's um, probably two, um, but they're actually pretty easy to work with. I can't say. Okay. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. In fact, we're actually very lucky in that the artists that maybe some people perceive as divas, yeah, uh, really from our perspective, aren't as. Uh, Far less than people might imagine. I know they're all sweethearts. Yeah, they're all they and everyone and and it really mostly comes about from when people do act diverish. It's more because they're um, just wanting to do what they do as best as possible. I don't want anyone to get, anything to get in the way. Yeah, sure that. Uh, I want to feed that that rumors. No, we we knew you wouldn't. We knew you would. <laughs> Who is the funniest member of the Nano Crew? Matt. Yay. <laughs> right. Was that a setup? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I was. Okay. I was no, no, no. Uh, I no thanks, man. Uh, I'll take it. Um, uh, who who is the best cook? Who's the best cook on the barbecue or the um, uh, the, the, the the nano uh, you know, um, evening in around here? Uh, Jay's laughing Buddha is pretty. Yeah, got a couple of good meals in him. Nice. Tristan's gonna hate me for saying that because he's also. <laughs> Tristan's pretty. I, good. I like. I, I enjoy cooking as well. Um, uh, certainly, Tata in Brazil. 
but he takes the cake. Oh, really? Nice. Altruism, yeah. She's a great cook. Nice. nice. There you go. Uh, There's your yeah, answer. Yeah, she really is. She is. And um, yeah, we're lucky. A lot, of, a lot of good cooks around. Good. Who are you most likely uh, to introduce to your mum? <laughs> Lovely, sweet question. <laughs> what a sweet question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's met, my mother's met... A so lot so of all artists. of them. <laughs> she's just... lo- she's made a lot of them. Uh, who's who's the top candidate though? Yeah, who, who, come on, you know, who's the one? Tristan's the most charming. There you go. There you go. It, uh, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> oh, I, I would introduce him to my mum. I mean, we've yeah. had him on the show, and he charmed the yeah. pants oh. off us. <laughs> uh, who's the biggest liability when they're going abroad? You know, you're going to send someone off somewhere. <laughs> who do you worry about the most? Have to be it have to be Joe Sonic species. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, he's he's yeah he's also on the case at the moment. He's doing a great job. Look, there's and been he's, some. He's, he's just someone. He just he's just when he's having a good time, he doesn't want it to finish. So he'll just extend the flight and. There's you know, been some, you know, when me, back in the day, at least, when me and him have been booked together, it's been an absolute car crash. <laughs> That's probably, uh, if we found ourselves together at some party, yeah, somewhere on the other side of the world, I don't want to imagine it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I but, uh, yeah, yeah, I love Joe. And that, yeah. that's, he's, he, is, he's, he is super funny guy. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's right up there with the two of you. Certainly. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Uh, go on, Mark. You pick uh, one. Who rocks the best uh, beach fashion? Mm. There you go. Rock, well, I mean, depends what, what beach fashion you mean. <laughs> probably budget, Tristan. Budget, yeah. he's, he's probably the most biggest beach member of the lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's always in beach fashion, isn't he? He's, he's always like, in beach fashion. You pretty much. He's never got a shirt he, on. He spends so much time on the beach when yeah. he's in Goa. Uh, you know, he's like. Who, uh, uh, who's the most likely to have been in the porn film? Here we go. <laughs> Must be Dixter. He's got the name. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, who would you uh, make the best children's entertainer? Nice. The best children's entertainer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're all looking for alternative jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just trying to think who can juggle. Uh, I think Joe, Sonic Species, would somehow be. I could imagine him. So he's the biggest liability, but also and, the and best children. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's somewhere a balance between the two. There, Which somewhere. Which one did I want to ask? Uh, I love that question. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just see him being so yeah, yeah, frantic that kids would love it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the uh, the wedding DJ. Who would make the best wedding? You know, like a classical wedding DJ. Yes. Who would play like uh, know which to play before the buffet and after the buffet? Who do you think, in terms of taste of music, and that would make the best wedding Bit of, uh, DJ? Uh, taste of music, or even just I... who would get away with that job? Because it's actually a difficult. It's a very difficult job, and I think <clears throat> I know Dixter's got a wedding set. Ah, nice. What's well, not just sidetrack? No, no, no. He's yeah, yeah, a friend's yeah. wedding, so he's got it ready and waiting. Oh, there you go. So it'd be Dick. So, so maybe of, uh... only because I know, but I'm not sure who else has it. Who else would have it in them? I mean, Leon Avalon has got an amazing uh, sense for music, and yeah. I think people would be surprised by what he listens to. I think uh, like there's a, like 
in the same way, I also listen to a shitload of music and all kinds of styles. And when I've been at his place, I also I always, wow, he listens to all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So although I don't know if you just smashed it as the wedding DJ, but he yeah. certainly always he knows how to bring a good vibe to a well, party was, and to a dance floor. Yeah. That was a question we were going to ask. That, that was another question, yeah. Music, Who yeah. has the best taste outside of Psytrance? So yeah. Lee on there. But Dick would still probably yeah, kill it. Yeah, Dick, I mean, everyone, everyone, Dick's has got, you know, listens to all kinds of stuff. I listen to, you know, um, Gustavo, Burning Noise as well. Uh, Mateus, Earthspace. But that's him and I have a very similar taste as well. Okay. Mateus, You've uh, got a wild taste. Yeah. I didn't know. But when I went to play at Origin, and uh, I had no idea. And you may not still know. No, I don't. But Regan uh, plays like a country and Western style DJ really? set. Yeah. He plays like country yeah. music. And he's so, serious about it, like on the other stage. And it's like a phenomenal proper, set. proper country and Western. Uh, yeah, I had a project with a friend of mine, Toby Two Shoes, who's... I think the best DJ. I mean, great name. One, <laughs> one, one of the best DJs I've, you know, I know. Really, really close friend, and we had a project called Circus Swing, and it was just the whole pro. The whole mission was just to play whatever we wanted. Awesome. And it started started off at Africa Burn, just like the Burning Man Regional in South Africa, and where we would just play country and western, rockabilly, you see, that's fun. funk techno, Afro yeah, was- house, a lot of uh, world music and world beat and just like, and just snatch together and drum bass. And then we'd try and trip each other up the whole time. So if someone played drum bass, then the next track would be a house track. And if you played an Afro beat track, I was going to play techno, you know, whatever. We would like sort of just, we would try to be schizophrenic as well sometime. And the other time, I was you know, okay, I'm going to do it. this. I, was, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, you get into it. You know, it's yeah. just it's dance music just from a different, it's a d- different vibe, a different different space, different place. Uh, you know? Who is the best um, dancer on stage and who is the worst? Yeah, who's the best dancer out there? Who do you think? The best yeah. dancer. On stage. Kind of, who's got the best stage. moves on stage while I they're think, playing? Look, I mean, Tristan's obviously known for it. He's out there. He's hands up in the air he's going for it he's got that big persona on stage yeah, is also great because he's just got this big smile just beams out of there yeah. Mateus Earthspace has an amazing little butt wiggle he does when he shakes when he dances <laughs> I've got it on a on a cam video I think I shared it on Instagram a couple of years ago like a year ago um so he's kind of funky so probably they they're maybe for the dancers the worst dancer <laughs> <laughs> come on Spill the beans. Uh, They'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to imagine everyone's dancing. He's, I mean, because not everyone dances. Not everyone people. dances, do they? I mean, Dix has got this. I loved. I loved Dix down to there. Side bubble, <laughs> side like side bounce, which you know, gets faster and faster. The more fun he's having. Yeah. So, I, I, I love like that. that. Yeah. It's like I don't a wind think up toy. Gonna, I don't think anyone's going to copy it. You no, know, he's, he's got. Yeah. To see the dance floor. So it's kind of very much his own thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> You're doing it, it really when well. I see yeah. it, when I see him <laughs> do it, I really get it. I, I get motivated. Yeah. God, I love his music. I love his sets. It's yeah, like, it's great. Really good sets. He's like the one set I've heard from him in the last 10 years that he hasn't hooked me. Every single time, I'm like, I'm just going to turn at the back and the next yeah, thing, so I'm good. in the middle of the floor. Every single time. Yeah, Agreed. So good. So, I mean, yeah. last question. Who does the best podcast? Uh, this is quite, uh, <laughs> this is, such, oh. such a loaded question. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be you, Matt. Oh. But you're ably a- aided on the side there. Thank you. Yeah. Reagan, uh, thanks, thanks you, man. Uh, you know, we wanted to have you. Sh- uh, you've been such a great supporter of us as well, as, as well as a fascinating and talented man. You know, um, we've appreciated the support 
uh, you've had for, for for this show, when other people have been perhaps a little uh, standoffish or a little scared even because, you know... Um, yeah, we say some outlandish. We might, you know, say a couple of outlandish things here and there. That's or... what I love, love, but that's what I love about it. And I think but it's it... really needed, particularly in the scene. And that's what I do think. What I like about our Nana family as well is when we get together, we laugh and we joke, and we take the piss out of each other. And yes, yeah. but there's, it's, it's funny. The, and there's, there's no hatred the there. There's, there's nothing. No hatred. No, yeah. it comes from a place of love. It, totally. it's, so that's why it's I think important to totally. for me to, at least to to have both sides because life is just as trippy as that trippy stuff that you think is yeah. you know trippy but yeah. actually you know we're just experiencing it for a short while uh, using psychedelics actually life is incredibly psychedelic uh, without even totally. going there so let's acknowledge yeah. that and you know have fun with in this form-based reality as well as the the other thing that we're still trying to find ourselves in 100%. if you know what i mean um, 100%, so that's kind of what this podcast is all about no, i know you it, appreciated you know, that so yeah, thanks, great. brother. Uh, good we're we're going to let you go and uh, and do good, do your great work, and um, I'll look forward to seeing uh, unite. If there's anything else you, you want to promote, or actually a track to play, you could introduce now, and we'll play mm. it on the pod. There's, we've got an interesting uh, release coming up soon. Um, obviously, I mentioned there's a kilowatt remixes. We've also got yeah. What's something that's quite interesting is uh, GMS and Menog. Um, it was Bunzi's the last track that he was making sounds with, he was working with Danny Menog. So it's, um, there's two tracks there. So he started the tracks with Danny Menog and then Danny and Rictum have finished them off. So it's a uh, okay. you know, GMS and Menog EP and it's, it's a uh, swan song to Banzi, you know, it's his last sounds he made. Oh, great. So that's, I'm uh, looking forward to releasing that. That's and we can play that soon. now? Yeah. Yep. You can play All right, that. Thank you so much for coming I on, I love mate. you, buddy. I'm going to speak to you soon. We love you. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Big love.
Naked from the waist down. I am. Oh, good man. <laughs> Freshly shaved. Basically, I shaved from my nipples all the way to my toes. <laughs> Sponsored by Manscape. Yeah. <laughs>